Welcome to the Less Doing Podcast, where you will learn how to start living more by doing less. Let me help you optimize, automate, and outsource your entire life so you can focus on doing the things you love. Now here's your host, Ari Mizell. <laughs> uh, well, actually, this makes for better interview fodder now because now I've done the workout. Um, so I'm here. At, <laughs> yeah, I'm a little thing. I'm here at Hacked Fitness with Pamela Gold. So thank you for uh, now putting me through a workout um, and a uh, uh, little surprisingly unflattering 3D scan that I'm not going to share with anybody. But it's a good set point, and that's something a measurement that I've never done before. So we're here at Hacked Fitness. This is a very uh, unusual gym, and I'm doing air quotes, which nobody can see. Uh, it's a loft space with uh, about a dozen or so pieces of really advanced equipment that get you a uh, workout in a lot less time and keep you fit. So Pamela, uh, how did you get the idea to create this space? Yeah, so my story was that I was a mom and kind of in, in suddenly not so great shape and got bit by the fitness bug. So got myself really in, you know, knowledgeable about fitness, knowledgeable about nutrition, and I had a microbiology biochem background, so I understood what was going on cellularly. But I also had that kind of egotistical vibrato around, oh, it doesn't look like me. I can eat like crap and drink tons of sugar and fake shit. And oh, can I swear? Yes, okay. definitely. Yes. I've, I've heard you. Great. It's perfect. Yes. Yes, I curse. Um, but yes, yeah, so I, I really had horrible nutritional awareness and habits. And so I got really into that, got myself really fit, and then became a trainer because I had friends that were moms that were like, oh, can you help me? And I was like, yeah, sure. And so I became a trainer. I was training people, you know, had like four or five, six hours a day to work out. And of course, I was in great shape. And then I went back to work running a company, and suddenly I had like 20 minutes a day to work out, balancing being a mom and all of that. And my fitness level, unsurprisingly, plummeted, culminating with me going to Tone House with a friend. I don't know if you've been to Tone House, but it is intense. Yes. And so I did that workout, and then I went back to the office, and I actually couldn't see. And my, my cardiovascular fitness level had plummeted so much that there wasn't oxygen getting to my eyes, and I couldn't see. I was like, all right, this isn't good. So it was very clear that my fitness level was not where I wanted it to be. Right around this time, I started um, following Mind Valley, a company out of Malaysia, and there was this guy there, Lorenzo Delano, who had this 10X program, like 10 times your fitness in you know the same amount of time or less time. So I listened to a podcast with him, learned for the first time some of the body by science stuff. I just hadn't been exposed to you know the slow and heavy uh, workouts, that kind of thing. Reached out to him, ended up becoming friends with him, hired him to coach me for a bit. And at some point, he was the one who was like, you've got to see if there's an ARX. And so I found one ARX in New York City, and I was using that for the last about year plus at this point. Fusion, was it? No, it was actually um, Eric... Uh, Schwartzel had it up at As One, and then he moved it down to Synergy on 14th Street. So sorry, does everyone ARX is the the well Pamela can describe more, but if you've been in the less doing community for a while, you've seen it. Uh, yeah. we've, they've been on the podcast. We've done videos with them. So yeah, I mean ARX was a game changer when I and it stands for Adaptive Resistance Exercise. So you know, it's this machine that like has the capability to like max you out every second, both directions. And just it's an entirely different level of the efficiency of the workout you can get. So once I used that machine, I was like, oh, I was sold. I was hooked. But then I was doing it once a week because obviously it's expensive and hard to you know, use. Go find someone who has it. And then in February of this year, I went to a Mind Valley conference where they had the guys there with the new versions of the machine. Once I used the new machines, I was like toast. And coming back and not having access to them, I was very sad. 
and and also at that same conference, the Bulletproof guys were there, and I got to use some of their cool stuff. I think they brought the pulse, you know, chair and that kind of stuff. So I was talking to them. I was like, when are you guys going to open in New York? We all are, like, dying for this stuff. And they're like, oh, we might do a pop-up. We don't really have plans. And I was like, okay. So I came back from that conference with just the, the starting kind of inkling that, like, maybe I should consider doing this. Now, my background... Prior to this, I kind of had this whole spiritual awakening thing last year and wrote a book in two weeks. And then I created a parenting program, Peace Power Parenting, which is awesome. Which we should talk about too. Yeah, I'm super passionate about that. And so like the last thing that really made sense on any level was for me to start a business or a gym. And my husband has a really crazy job, manages a pop star and travels all over the world. Balancing that with like my family and my other passions, it was just like, that makes no sense. Like anyone who knew me, like you're going to do what? I was like, I don't know, I might, I might do this. And it just started, you know, how ideas are. They just start. And I'm a big meditator. And, like, all of a sudden, there was just so much inspiration that was coming really fast. And so I was like, I think I'm doing this. And, like, the name came and, like, the branding. And I'm not a branding person or a graphic designer or a website designer. And I just did it all. And it just kind of came. And so went through that whole process, started looking for spaces. And then... Then researching other equipment, like what else is going to round out this business? If I'm going to have the IRX, what's going to complement it? How can I really build the sound of a business model as possible around this concept of kind of a biohacking, more efficient, smarter, faster way to work out? So here we are. Here we are. Just a few short months later. (laughs) So I tend to move fast. Yeah. Well, and and it's and it as a proof of concept, I think it's pretty amazing. So what you've accomplished, congratulations, honestly. And I I think that uh, the interesting thing about all these these pieces of equipment as many of them are very expensive and it, a lot of them people see them they might see them at events uh you know bulletproof or uh ben greenfield like they're showcasing this all the time but no individual is necessarily going to buy one of these things it's really not realistic for somebody to have an arx in their house and it, it almost by the very way that they're created you wouldn't want to own an arx anyway because you're only going to use it a couple times a week right so it doesn't make sense on any level so to have this fractional sort of access to all these different amazing tools just makes sense. It's almost it's it's shocking to me that no one's done it before. So it's great that you have. It's really uh, fun too because now yeah. I think my husband used to get mad at me because like the latest things I was always like buying the latest uh-huh. things, and he'd be like, "What'd you get now?" And I'm like, "But I just, I always wanted to try everything out. Like I'm yeah. just that kind of person." And again, this doesn't really make a lot of sense to buy these like the Halo Sport headphones that are eight hundred dollars and how right. much you're going to really use them at home. And and so this now I have to. And so now anytime like there's a we have a hacked women's kind of. Uh, chat on WhatsApp and every time someone's like oh have you seen this new thing I'm like no but we can get it at Hacked and we can all play with it now and it's like the most fun thing ever um, and so how let's start with that actually how do you do you have any sort of criteria on choosing equipment like one of the things I was expecting to see was the Vasper mm, so yeah. I tried the Vasper and it's one of the things I was talking to Ben about this too because I went out to Bulletproof specifically to try the Vasper because mm-hmm. there was no Vasper here yeah. at the time I guess now there is someone maybe a chiropractor that has it um Someone was here telling me yesterday. It's a very intense experience. Yeah. I would actually, Tony Robbins and someone was here yesterday. He was always uh-huh. telling me that, that someone has it here now. And so I actually got to use it, but I think whoever set me up on it didn't, as I bulletproof, didn't like get the, um, the leg length. Sorry about the banging, but the leg length um, correct. And so it was really jerky. And when you ask about the criteria, my criteria is I got to freaking love work it. for you. Right? I got to love it. Like I'm not going to, especially so, like Vesper is one of the higher priced items. If I don't love it, I'm not going to stand behind it and tell somebody that that you know they should come and use it and then it's going to change their life. Now, unfortunately, from everyone I've talked to, I think I just kind of had one of those 
rough experiences. So I think Vasper, I mean, the science behind the Vasper is awesome. And I'm really excited to try it again. And this is certainly something I would love to have because I think that, like I said, the science behind it is awesome. But, um, but yeah, I mean, my criteria generally is, is the science good? And a lot of it, there's a lot of limited science, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's just not been these big trials that like we all like to see these double-blind, you know, placebo, you know, thousand-plus people in the studies, and that's just not where we're at with most of these things. Right. Um, so there's that piece of it, but then it's me using it. and like, did I like it? Did I feel like it, it made a difference? And so that's my criteria. So are there, what is like, what's the next one or two things that you are looking at? Well, um, you this know, won't this, come out for a few well, weeks. So don't well, worry. We'll say, <laughs> no, I mean, it's, but like, you know, you've been in the space, so you see that this is a smaller space. Uh-huh. So like one of the things I'm excited about the new muse uh-huh. uh, is I'm waiting for my new muse to come. I just got my aura ring. I know I'm late to the game on that, but well, the new um, one just came out. So. Yeah. So, um, so those are the things like I, I'm really into heart rate variability monitoring. Someone just and, sent me the whoop. So that's what, what, that's I haven't what Jarek, taken out of the box yet. Jarek actually, tell me what you think, because Jarek was telling me about it, because we were talking about heart rate variability, because for me, like I said, I'm a big meditator. Oh. So my conscious mind is clear, right? Like, there's no such thing as stress in my conscious mind, because everything is an opportunity. Subconsciously, once I start looking at my heart rate variability, I can see how much stress I'm actually holding. And I'm like, oh, shit. I'm actually oh. quite stressed, which isn't surprising, because I'm usually doing 18,000 things at once and all of that. So it's not surprising, but for me, obviously, I want to be as healthy as possible. I want to optimize. And the HRV is what gave me that subconscious kind of look. Mm-hmm. So I'm super excited about the Muse because the new Muse integrates all of that with the breathing and the heart rate variability while they're doing the neurofeedback, right? So I'm excited about that. And then, yeah, I mean, the Vasper would be freaking awesome to have here. I could fit it. I think I could yeah, fit it here. Fit. I'm excited. Um, you, you saw Bob out here. He brought the Livo 2. I'm super excited about the Livo 2. I've only gotten to use it a couple times. It's not surprisingly, I'm pretty busy. You know, yeah. I don't get to use and play with this stuff as much as I would like to because I'm working. But, um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of like where I'm at. It's playing. So, what is a typical user of the space like? How often are they in? What are they using? Like, what is what does a week look like in the hacked fitness it's world? It's been so interesting. Because obviously, we've only been up and running a couple months. But the one of the most surprising things is how consistently inconsistent it is, depending mm-hmm. on the person where they're coming from, what their goals are, what their limited beliefs are around some of this stuff. Because we all, this is new for most people. And so we all have these conscious or subconscious limiting beliefs around what's best, what's best for us. And so depending on where someone's coming from on all of that, they may not want to touch the ARX at first because they're like, no, I don't want to, you know, get bulky. Like a lot of women. And I'm like, you're not going to have to worry about that. It takes so much work to you know, really build any kind of noticeable amount of mass at this point in our lives. One thing I'll say is a lot of our clientele is older mm-hmm. because I think once you reach a certain age, you get a better sense of what's going on with your body and how wise it is to care for it and also how precious our time is, you know, that we want to make the most of it. Um, but yeah, but we've got some people who really do the full, like we've got one of our first founding kind of members is a doctor and he basically does the ARX twice a week. He does the Carol three times a week. He's doing the Juve. He's in the IR sauna. I think he just started using the Nano V now. And so he's kind of doing that, the real kind of full package. We've got a couple other members like that that are really embracing, if it were me, what I would be doing here, which is using all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. There's nothing here that isn't going to make your life better and, and also save you time. You know, we've got some people who still love going to their soul cycle classes because it's about that community, that experience. I'm like, that's great. Like if you're, if you're using it for that, sorry, we've got people going on here, everything. Um, if, if you're into using it for that, then by all means, still go and do the soul cycle class. But if you suddenly find that you're like launching your book and you don't have time, at least come and do the carol. 
Right. So it's really flexible. And then there's some people who just come in for the recovery. They just come in for the sauna, come in for the nano gay, come in for the juke lights. You don't have cryotherapy in here yet. No, yeah. and you know it's funny, I That's a I, I I I like cryotherapy, I've got nothing against it, but it's like there's so many other places you can go and get yeah. it. And operationally, again, this is like proof of concept. Hey, I'm doing this all by herself. Like, how simple can we make this to kind of launch it and demonstrate the viability of all this stuff? Cryotherapy yeah. is waiting. Yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll no, see. it's involved for sure. Yeah. Um, and the inference. You've got a shower. Course. You can take a cold shower. Go in the sauna, and then go in the cold shower. And I've been told our hot water isn't so great anyway. So I think like, <laughs> perfect. Perfect. I'm like great. Well, and so I mean, obviously, you're in very good shape and you have a lot of energy. So, like, what are you? generally getting to do yeah yeah so i've been i just looked at my arx data and i'm averaging 18 minutes a week of work or less on the arx so obviously when you look at that just for pure minutes it's not much Mm -hmm. uh so that's that's been what i've been doing since we got the machines i'm doing the carol honestly trying to do it twice a week like that's i think probably the one and a half two times a week i'm doing the carol which is all I'm doing on the cardiovascular side. But I think, as you know, if you're really using the ARX for real, you're getting the cardiovascular fitness. And when you get to that level of fatigue so fast, so deep, you're getting the metabolic training. So, you know, my cardiovascular fitness, I mean, is is staying pretty strong. I wish I were doing more of the recovery stuff, right? Like in a perfect world, I would be in the red lights every freaking day. I would be doing the nano V every day. And I would certainly be in the sauna every day. The reality is, is that's just, that's just not happening. So I just squeeze it in whenever I can. In a perfect world, I'm talking to Bob about building an app, like a hacked app, to really track all this stuff, to hold you more accountable. So I think that's obviously the next level to, to make it easier for people who are really busy. So even when the sessions are 20 minutes or less, you can still get to a point where you're too busy for that. Well, that's the thing, and great thing for me since I'm in the space, what I've been doing with the ARX is I just hop on it whenever I can. Yeah. So in between clients, I just press the button and I go. I don't need someone training me. Yeah, which is I can great. just hop on and do it. It's awesome. So let's switch gears to the to the parenting stuff. Oh, so sure. what, what led to that and let's talk about that. Yeah, so basically a year ago, year, well, no, well, three years ago that I had this whole spiritual awakening thing through meditation. It's basically head blew open, time and space, all one, and things became really clear in terms of love that love and inner strength, inner peace is really where our greatest power is. And the more we can be that and bring that to our lives, the higher our evolution was going to be in all areas of our life. So that was kind of like, huh, (laughs) kind of shifted some things. And I wrote a book in two weeks and launched that. I left the company I was running. And and then I was kind of, I spent a bunch of months just kind of like, how can I be of service? Like, what's going to be? I wrote the book. And, you know, people read the book did podcasts had some coaching clients was doing that but I was like all right how can I make more of an impact and so I basically just looked around meditated (laughs) looked around was like you know I can be of service to parents because I'm a parent I've got two kids 10 and 12 um and and I see one I know from my own experience how hard it is to really stay in our center as a parent and really bring the best part of ourselves to our kids and I see how parents struggle every day and then, you know, we know when we lose it with our kids that it's, it's not ideal. How do you take those moments that are going to invariably happen and transition them and turn them into kind of beautiful teaching moments about humanity and about the imperfections and grace and, and you know, learning and growing and all of that. So um, I basically just created this parenting program. It's kind of sold as a four-week online program. The reality is it's like a six-week program. I throw a lot of extra stuff in there. There's like a pre-week that's free and then some bonus materials. It's a lot. Um, that I feel so good about it. The parents that have gone through it, it's, it's really game-changing, and it, it helps parents bring more love and more peace and more power, more consistency, more wisdom 
to their kids. And ultimately, I love kids. Like kids are just, I love kids. I like parents, but I really love kids. Like I've always been more of like when I'm hanging out with kids, I just get on the floor and I'm basically a five-year-old. And so I really created Peace Power Parenting for kids. It's kind of like the program that I wish my parents had when they were parenting me. And I was not an easy child. Let's just put that on the table right now. I was not an easy adolescent. I was, I'm not easy. But, um, but yeah, and so it's, it's this beautiful program that still lives on. And I thought that that was going to be my platform. But I never really felt like I was a parenting coach. That just felt too not who I was. Like I was so into fitness. I was so into so many other things. And ultimately, kind of, I realized that I was really more just a mind, body, spirit, strength coach. And, you know, fitness is a great way to start, you know, sneak it in there. So, like, when I'm coaching people on the ARX, I sneak in a lot of the same stuff that you learn in Peace Power Parenting around, you know, finding your own kind of evolving past your limiting mindsets and, and being your best powerful self, loving self, accepting self. I mean, yeah, mindset is behind so much of everything that mm. is involved in what we do here. So... We have, you know, we have people listening to this who are entrepreneurs, who are who are into biohacking, who are parents. Uh, what are your top three pieces of advice for people to be more effective? Sure. Well, the first obvious one: if you do not meditate, meditate. And no matter where you start, you know, I'm sure you've talked about this ad nauseum, but there's no such thing as a bad meditation practice. We have this concept of what we think meditation is supposed to be. It's not that. It's really just that practice. Keep bringing your attention back. So wherever you are, just find a practice. And if that practice doesn't stick, try another one and try another one. There's limitless opportunities, different paths, different techniques, different teachers. Just find one and see if it sticks. And just keep looking until you find one because that is absolutely game-changing. And I used to think that I was not a meditator. You know, like I'm not a swimmer. Like some people like to swim. I do not like to swim for exercise. So I thought meditation was like that. Like meditation's not for me. I was super type A, asking me to sit still was torture, asking me to quiet my mind. I was like, why would I even want to do that? I was like, it was not how I was wired. And so for me, I was pretty much as much of an anti-meditator as anyone could be. And I'm telling you, meditate. That's one. That's one. Okay. (laughs) Second, honor your sleep and your recovery and your nutrition. Like all of those kind of fundamental self-care um, aspects. If you're not getting good sleep, if you're not putting good food and water and your environment in, in all of that, if you're not doing that, if you're not prioritizing that, it's going to come back and bite you in the ass and you're not going to be good to anyone if your self-care isn't good. And then the third, I guess, would be around toxic people. You know, just be really, really mindful with your boundaries. And if you've got people in your sphere that are complaining, that are sharing and spreading their shit and their suffering, you can be compassionate from afar. You don't need to be all up in that. And you can just say, I will be over there loving you. And I'm not going to enable that behavior. I'm not going to validate how much life sucks because life doesn't suck. Life is fucking beautiful. And every shitty thing that happens is a gift. And until you wake up and realize that, you're going to be stuck in this victim mode and just, you know, on hamster wheel. And I'm not going to enable that. And you're going to lose some people (laughs) when you shift that. Like, my husband didn't really like that shift very much. (laughs) But um, you can be compassionate and supportive without enabling that kind of stuff. Those are great. Um, so actually, one thing that I didn't forget to ask, since we're, this is so effective around fitness and everything here, what, what are some of your feelings around nutrition? That, I mean, like, yeah, for you, no, I'm, I'm super passionate about nutrition. Like, that was a big part of my own journey because I, I, was, I was raised on a farm, so I had access to a lot of real food. Nice. Grew up on a farm. I was a farm girl. But um, one of the reasons I'm so handy and take things apart and shit. But basically, I ate a lot of crap. And there was a period of my life when I was really proud of the fact that I had a Burger King bacon double cheeseburger twice a day because mm-hmm. I was going to college full time when I was in high school and I could drive past the Burger King twice 
And I was so psyched that I could eat that shit twice a day. So basically, the journey of waking up and realizing that the connection between nutrition and biochemistry, which, as I said, I studied, that is huge. And so my basic tenet is just around whole food. Eat whole, real food that is going to spoil quickly. Whole food, I'm just all about eating whole food. That's what works for me. Balanced, whole food diet. I really focus on a wide variety of nutrients. And I just really try to be super mindful of what I'm putting in my mouth. Is it like really like nutritionally dense food? Is it something that's not processed? It's real. And then how do I feel afterwards? And so I've just learned for myself, I have definitely the DNA where I'm more of a protein person. I do eat carbs, but whole carbs that actually have nutrition in them. I eat a lot of like healthy fats. I'm a huge pistachio person. <laughs> like I'm always eating pistachios. Um, popcorn is my like kind of guilty pleasure, which I know is not great for me and all the different reasons. But if that's my one thing, then yeah, I probably eat more popcorn than I should. But I'm more just about balance. Like I've never been um, that intense. I've never really been on a diet. I've tried, you know, I eat, I eat more, I guess, you know, paleo, more kind of, I do eat some keto-ish stuff, but it's not, that's not how I, how I roll. Well, you're also the one population that keto wouldn't really work that great for anyway. Well, lean lean uh, females, so. Well, that's interesting. See, that's stuff I don't even know that much about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. You can, you can educate it me. It tends to I... have more like hormonal disruption effects on women like you, then, yeah. uh, then it helps. Um, great. Okay. Well, hey, thank you again so much. Uh, this is amazing. This was an amazing experience. I definitely will be back here. Uh, so tell people where they can find out more about hacked and hopefully come in here. And yeah. So hackedfitness.com. There's no E it's H A C K D fitness.com. We're cool like that. Um, so the website is probably the easiest way you can follow us on Instagram all that fun stuff. And then any of my stuff, like on the parenting stuff, any of my book, that's just PamelaBold.com. Thanks for listening to the Less Doing podcast. At Less Doing, we help entrepreneurs who have opportunity in excess of what their infrastructure can support to set up systems and processes that empower a team to ultimately make themselves more replaceable. That way they can optimize, automate, and outsource everything in their businesses in order to be more effective. If you want to find out more about Less Doing, the podcast, the blog, the books, and all of the wonderful programs we offer to help you get from where you are to where you know you want to be, go to lessdoing.com slash podcast and check out our OAO blueprint so you can get started today.